two. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna gonna get right into our teaching on uh, angels and and how God has angels there to help us. I can say one thing about God: He is thorough. He gives us every opportunity uh, to be helped. That He can. That I mean, if we mess this up, it's really our fault. You understand? <laughs> it's really your fault. You either trying to mess up, you trying not listening to the wrong voice. A lot of things can be be a problem, but I can say this: that God has a foolproof plan of salvation, of help, of success, prosperity, deliverance. He wants us. He created us so that we can be happy, not angry or sad or disillusioned or anything like that. He has given us all things richly to enjoy. He doesn't skimp on anything. If you lack anything, the Bible says, to ask him, you know, and he gives us liberally many, many things. Sometimes we think we need material things, but really we just need maybe a little wisdom, a little forgiveness, a little love, a little something, you know, it's just more of the, the things of the fruit of the Spirit of God. And so I just believe that God will do great things in our midst if we'll reach out in faith to him. So, Father, we thank you for what you're about to do in our midst today. Thank you, Lord, that you are a God who is always on time with everything we need. We bless you, we love you, and we honor you. Give us wisdom. Give us knowledge and understanding. Give us everything that we need for today and for the next day. So we love you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and praise God. Amen, amen. I'm missing a drink. Rach, can you look over in that room and see if I left it on the table in there, on the desk in there? Hopefully it's there and I can finish my one drink that I was... (laughs) I always leave stuff. I start one, open it up, can't find it walk away from it so but i'm working on it all right everybody i'm working on it so our our um, book today is uh angels to help you and we're on page 101 to 102 so starting about there but we're also going to go all the way over not there huh oh where'd i put it uh, all the way over to 109. so uh the book is by dr summerall lester summerall I always forget he's got sons who are in the ministry, too, so we have to make sure we know who we're talking about the same, uh, Dr. Summerall. But it's always a blessing to uh, read his writings. He was just always so thorough, was very committed to the Lord and in his service to God. He went everywhere, all around the world. Uh, where God sent him, and he was able to do great things uh, in God. Thank you, Miss Singer. What I leave it downstairs? That ain't right, is it? I didn't didn't mean to make you walk, but thank you so much. And so, really, we we have to understand that uh, there are servants of God that you can read their writings, <clears throat> and as long as you get that witness from the Holy Spirit, you can rest assured. That God is in it because they have proven fruit in their ministry to validate what they are saying. Uh, Dr. Summerall had so many miracles in his ministry. He changed the atmospheres in different places of the earth where he went and preached and taught. And, and so this is what the signs of an apostle were evident in his ministry throughout his ministry. And we are so thankful that he was diligent to write the things that God wanted him to write. 
Uh, he's a stickler for scripture. He gives very little of his own opinion about things. When he does, he'll let you know that's him speaking. He's not speaking with the authority of God's word. And so uh, it's a good thing to have people of integrity that you know you can learn from. And so we're very thankful for that. So on page 101, uh, we were, uh, um, 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 they're talking about rebel angels. And these are the angels who uh, followed Satan. He really was Lucifer. Uh, before he was, uh, it, it's amazing how when you when you take on certain attributes, a name can change, uh, and it fits you better. The new name fits you better than the old one. Lucifer was a son of the morning, and he was uh, um, a uh, an anointed cherub. The Bible said that covered or covered the mercy seat. He was um, given uh, power in God and, and was able to uh, perform the mighty things that God wanted him to perform. But the Bible says that iniquity was found in him and he fell from heaven. So, you know, God doesn't have to do anything to anybody. And this is the interesting thing about God. You know, his word uh, performs for him. So, you know, when sometimes you'll see people who, you know, they're doing things that aren't, aren't Christian things to do and, and it seems like they're quote unquote getting away with something. You ever make that judgment about people? I know I have. I think everybody does because we all watch one another's walk and sometimes a little too much, but you know, sometimes it's good to watch the fruit in people's lives because uh, you know you, if you want to get involved with them or not. You understand what I'm saying? It's good to be discerning, uh, but it's not good to be judgmental. But sometimes we'll see uh, fruit, uh, see people doing things, and we think they're getting away with something, and and uh, we're just watching to see when the other shoe drops on them, or you know, oh, they haven't, they're still you know blessed, they still have this, they still have that. And uh, they're not doing the right thing, you know, and they're not really serving God the way they're supposed to, et cetera, et cetera. Well, eventually the word catches up with everybody. You know, Bible says, don't be, I mean, don't be deceived. I won't be mocked. You can't make fun of God's word. Uh, you can't make fun of his law and and not have it show up somewhere in your life because God and he's not just waiting for somebody you know to to not think it's going to happen and let them have it uh that word eventually catches up with everybody and so what generally happens is uh the fruit for the seeds that they've been sowing that a righteous seed that fruit still produces but then when they stop sowing that righteous seed then they don't have righteous fruit coming up. And so they receive the fruit of the natural man. And so you'll see things uh, like uh, illness and accidents and all that kind of stuff. Well, all they need to do is get back over into righteousness, repent, get over into righteousness, start sowing again. But many times people are deceived in the thinking that, you know, it, it's going to be all right or God's not serious about it. or And the devil plants those ideas in our head. You know, he 
wants us to think that God tolerates more than he does. Uh, he, they, he wants us to think that God's not going to, uh, uh, you know, just just discontinue blessings in our lives when we step over that line, when we, we uh, cease sowing righteous seed. Always do the things that routinely you do for God. Don't stop your routine. You got me? Because that forms the foundation of good things in your life. And and if you if you keep see people sometimes they start testing God. If I quit doing this, let me see what happens. And I quit doing that, let me see what happens. And I quit doing this, let me see what happens. And eventually what you fear would happen happens because you're not operating in love. You know, God God wants us to serve him because we love him. I minister because I love Jesus and I feel like it pleases him when I do what he commands me to do. And so that's what the basis God he doesn't want us living like, well let me see what's gonna happen if well I ain't gonna do this. I you know, I used to tithe but I need my money or you know that kind of stuff. We don't need to live like that, folks. That's how Satan got thrown out of heaven. He's looking at himself in the mirror. You know how sometimes you be in there too much? You will scare yourself sometimes just staring at yourself. You know what I'm saying? Uh, You know, it's like uh, there's some people I see on Facebook. And I said, oh, just what I need. Another selfie of you. Here we go. One more selfie. You know, it's like, come on now. This, I know everybody got cameras on their phone. And this is social media. But I ain't that interested in what you're looking like on Thursday when I just saw you Tuesday. You understand what I'm saying? It, it's a vain thing. It, it, it's not worth anything. Many of the things that we get very, very involved in, and then pretty soon you notice the time you have for God, the time you spend with God, the time you pray, the time you do this is starting to be diminished. And so this is how Satan got dropped out. He was he was a heaven dropout. Amen. If you can believe it. How does anybody get crazy enough to be in heaven and mess that up? I don't know, but he did it. He managed to do it. And so we we have to watch ourselves in these areas because when we know the type of behavior that got him busted, then we have to be careful not to step over into that realm of behavior. Amen? Being too concerned about yourself. When am I going to get this? When am I going to have that? I'm supposed to do this and I'm supposed to do that. And so we have to... Put those things aside and just trust God to bring blessings in. If you mind his business, he will take care of you. There's no two ways about it. If you do what he tells you to do, you won't lack any good thing. Amen. And it'll be on time. It'll be in abundance. It'll be what it's supposed to be. And so when the enemy starts getting involved in our lives, if he wants to pull us away from the things of God, so we'll wind up just like he is. Without a home, a thief, and a liar, and a deceiver. And so we don't want to wind up in that realm. And so and people say, can Christians, you can do anything you want to. You can screw up anything you want to screw up as a Christian. You understand what I'm saying? So don't be one that winds up on the scrap heap of things. Stay in the flow of the blessings of God.
Stay diligent to what he's called you to do. Diligent to the ministry that he's placed you in. Just be a diligent person and he will always take care of you. So this is what happened with Satan. He quit being diligent about serving God. He stopped being humble and he started lifting himself up in pride. So on page 101, it says, like their boss, evil angels like Satan are also personalities who talk, think, feel, and act. The Bible calls them spirits, calls us to battle against their wicked organization. Ephesians 6.12 says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So people are never your problem. But then the devil can deceive you into thinking it's people that are doing things when many times it's him either manipulating you or manipulating them. And so God gave us the remedy for our people problems and that is to forgive and love. That's all we're allowed to do to one another is to help one another, forgive one another, love one another. Love esteems the other person more highly than yourself. Whenever you're pushing your way through life and putting yourself first and trying to get this and get that, you have stepped out of love. And so when we step out of love, generally somebody else is going to be hurt by our actions. And so we have to, at all times, maintain our humility before God, walk in love, uh, walk quietly and softly before all men. You know, do no harm, do no hurt, <laughs> intentionally anyway. And so, uh, you know, we we have to understand that, that God wants us to walk that way with one another. And so the flesh and blood thing is never your problem. You know, people say, uh, like right now, if you listen to the buzz in the media, everybody's got enemies now. See, you know, when now I was a kid during the 50s and 60s. Okay, so add it up. I don't care what y'all do. But you know what I'm saying. So I've lived through what was really racial prejudice. You understand what I'm saying? And and my thought today is if you're sitting up whining about what somebody is doing to you because of your color, your gender, you're just deceived because you can get up and get a job anywhere, anything. I remember going to, to uh, I had a girlfriend that was in college like I was, and she worked for a company, and she had me meet her boss, and, and uh, she was already working. I had the same qualifications as she did, and they told me they didn't hire people. With my qualifications. And she had introduced me. Just lied right there and didn't care if I knew they were lying. Because they knew they could get away with it. Well see that was before the Civil Rights Act. So now people would, would die before they they uh, would even try and stop you from getting anything. There's so many laws against that. That people don't even try it anymore. Now people may not like you and that's okay. Everybody won't like you. But flesh and blood is not your problem. There is a spirit behind that because what I have found since I've been a Christian the past 35 years is it's usually uh, having to do with God that people are turned off by me. It's not a color thing anymore. If it is, so be it. I mean, you just, I don't like you either. You understand what I'm saying? And, And we'll call it a draw. But that should never stop you from doing anything in life. God has promised you success 
And so what we need to do is renew our minds to who we really are and forget that old stupid identity. You know, forget that. And if people are stupid enough to hate somebody, they just need prayer and they need love. That's what I tell them. You know what I'm saying? So let's not play these games. You know, we need to kill some of these devils and make them die and go on and enjoy the life God has given us. Those morally perverted beings are often described in the Bible as unclean spirits. The Holy Spirit is the clean spirit. These demon entities are unclean spirits. I'm sure even the designation fails to convey all their wickedness and depravity. What do rebel angels do? As the emissaries of Satan, their major job, from our perspective, is to oppose the saints of God. So if you think you can live life as a Christian and never have problems out of the devil, I got news for you. Because that's their primary goal, is to oppose the saints of God. How do they do that? Any way they can. They steal, kill, destroy. So they will destroy relationships. They will steal uh, finances. They'll steal property. They steal things, steal affection from people, all that kind of stuff. They're, they're constantly at it, and the saints of God are top on the list. Revelation 17 and verse 6 says, And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints, And with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus, and when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. So that is a a vision that John, the the revelator, saw in heaven of this woman who represented Babylon, the the world government. And she was drunk uh, drunk with the blood of the saints. So what that means is that she has killed so many of God's people and drank their blood. That she is drunk with the the blood of the saints. And don't think witches and and people who work for Satan don't drink blood. They do. Amen. That's always a sign you can tell. You see some of these goth people and young people like that having these rituals and start drinking each other's blood. Don't even get involved in anything like that. Because those people get involved in a witchcraft that is very, very hard to get them out of. They get so hardened. They don't have any sympathy for anybody, any compassion, anything good going on. They get very, very hardened because they are are, uh, pledging allegiance to Satan through drinking the blood of another human being. Blood is forbidden to be drunk, period. God, even, even animal blood. God forbid that uh, in the in the Bible when he talked about how to, what parts of the animal, because the, the life force is the blood of anything. Amen? It, 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 and you are spilling out that, that life, and if you partake of that, you are partaking of something that is forbidden. So demons want us to return to the old life on page 102 with all its sins. This is their main goal to tempt you to go back to the things that you were set free from at the time of your conversion. People say things like, well, I still do so and so and such. And no, but you're free. You just need to accept that, believe it, and walk in your freedom. Amen? See, that when the devil deceives us, he steals from us. He deceives us into thinking that what happened to you when you got saved was just a prayer. That was just words. 
There was no power there. There was nothing there uh, to convert you or change you or anything like that. And that is not true. If you confess Christ, you received a wholeness at that time. You received your deliverance. You were translated out of the power of darkness, which means the devil has no power over you anymore. You can live in God's power. You have the freedom to live in God's power if you so choose. I see people all the time, they just, I feel like they're too lazy to say no to certain things, you know, or too fearful to say no. Well, if I say no to my best friend and they won't talk to me anymore, they won't do this, well, hallelujah. You know, if they're trying to lead you out of your salvation, thank God they won't talk to you. That's that's the whole point of the conversation or the not conversation is that they not say anything to you anymore. God has has put a hedge around us, a protection. You know, uh, the Bible says who he who breaks a hedge will be bitten by a snake. So if you break that hedge, you're going to have some trouble. But if you stay within that hedge then God will bless you and he will help your life. People think, well, uh, you know, I'm just lonely. I, I need company. No, well, open your Bible. You find all the company. David, your, your ancestor David, your father Abraham, you got a whole family to get to know in that Bible. And so we are never alone. With, there's no excuse for going back and dabbling around in sin and dabbling with the wrong people. Amen. So many times he says, the author says, that the devil demons succeed in trying to get people entrapped again. says, how many people do you know, formerly strong Christians, who have slid back from what they once were in Christ? I know a ton of them. I never thought I'd live to see some of the things that I've seen the devil get people ensnared in. But, But it happens. They play around too much with the wrong stuff. And the devil gets you condemned. If he can get you disobedient, then his chances are real good at getting you condemned. Once he condemns you, you feel like, well, it's no, no, what's the point of me trying to, you know, I'm just no good. I can't do it, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You know, that's the time if you're a friend of theirs, that's when you come up and slap them real good and say, wait a minute, snap out of it. Huh? We're going to say right now that you are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Lose a phone number. Amen. Quit letting them call you. And if they call, don't answer. Just shut it down. Amen. Treat them like a a bill collector that you owe a lot of money to. Just shut it down. Amen. So anyway, he says here, perhaps they are still in the church. But on a routine, formalistic basis. And you can see the love of people will grow cold. They could care less if they get to church or not. When they come, they late. Come late, leave early. You understand what I'm saying? And so those, and people think, well, I don't do that all the time. That you do it at all and make excuses for it is a shame. You understand what I'm saying? You know for a fact if you came late to your job every day, you'd get fired. You'd have no job. So and it's even more so God, don't we think? No, we don't think that. So I don't know. Just Y'all too sloppy for me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, seriously, I, I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. We confess that God has done this for us and done it. I love the Lord. And, you know, give him second best scraps. 
of your time, your attention. Huh? We come in here. I know some of y'all are up late and all that, sleep and, you know, can't stay awake. I slap myself to stay awake. I don't stay awake just because I'm preaching. When we have conferences, we're going 24-7. I sit there and I listen to every preacher because I make myself do it. You understand what I'm saying? You got to make yourself do some things. You got enough power in you. If we use the power of God that we have between us, we could turn a city upside down. But we don't want to use it on ourselves first. No, we got to. Come on, y'all. You know, how old you got to get before you give 100% to God? Some people may be drawn away altogether from the faith. The people that, that don't, they can't get it right. You understand what I'm saying? They just keep coming and going, coming and going, coming and going. Now the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits. Anything that pumps up your flesh is trying to seduce you away from God. And doctrines of devils speaking lies and hypocrisy having their conscience seared with a hot iron. So there will come a point when people, if they depart from God, their conscience is numb. They can't even feel remorse about things. They can't even feel bad about doing some things. You understand? Because they're totally deceived. And he says, we often read in the Old Testament how evil messengers from Satan turn the people of God to idolatry. We read, for example, of those who offer their sacrifices unto devil at devils after whom they have gone a-whoring. Do you see the hand of evil angels at work in the false religions of the world? Think of the hundreds of millions of people like Muslims, for example, who hold with such zeal to their false doctrine and are marching unknowingly on the road to hell. See, those are the people that if we would get serious enough about God, we could make a difference in our witnessing to them. So that their blood is not on our hands. That we don't do anything to stop the onslaught of the devil in the lives of other people. But we got to get ourselves together first, folks. we got to get serious about God ourselves. It says that you don't have to go off to the Middle East or India to gain evidence of demons working on the double. In the United States alone, we have scores of cults that blind people to the truth and keep them out of the kingdom of God. I was watching uh, uh, Leah Ramini, the girl who was on um, King of Queens, uh, you know, funny little actress, but she was in Scientology. There are a lot of Hollywood people in Scientology. And so she did uh, some, some programs where she exposed their wrong teachings. You know, Scientology, they, you know what they did? Bought a channel. So they're on this, so they're doubling down. So we don't care what you say about it. You see how, how powerful the devil is to be relentless, to not back up? And see, the more people expose them and they lose them, they said, no, we're going to expose ourselves even more. We're going to get more, you know, you want to mess with us? We'll come out in the open and fight you now. You understand what I'm saying? And so you can't bank on the devil just going somewhere and leaving you alone. You have to resist him. You have to tell him every day, no, I'm not serving you. Well, see, God, he take too long. To, no, I don't care how long. I got till eternity to wait on God to do everything. 
You understand what I'm saying? I'm in no hurry to get nothing from my heavenly father. His word about it is enough for me. The devil hates people who exhibit patience in the things they desire. He likes hasty people. You know, can't wait for this. Can't wait. Oh, love people like that. Huh? Keep you from getting the true blessing of God. You'd be living off scraps all your life. And, you know, all of dangling a carrot over you and yanking it back. You get close, he yanks it away from you. Huh? Get you to take something that's cheap and not what God wants you to have and, and not really what the best for you, all that kind of stuff. So, so stay away from your wants. Put them before God. God says, if you, if you desire anything, he said, ask me, make your request known to me and I'll give you my peace and you live off of my peace until that thing shows up. You're not lonely. You're not empty. You're not waiting on anything. You live off of his peace until it shows up. You understand what I'm saying? Don't let the devil harass you. Listen, there are some things you ain't going to never make up for. You know, I see people trying to, I'm going to make up for all of that. No, you no, no, no. If you had any power, you'd have got it the first time. You don't have no power to make up for nothing. You might as well let God have it and trust him. He's trying to show you something. In the meantime of not having everything you want, he's trying to show you something. Pay attention to the lesson. Because you're trying to skip over some lessons so you can get what you want right away. He give you what you want, you, you go out and serve the devil tomorrow. Many of us are still serving God because we lack. Let your lack draw you close to him. I'm serious. I thank God for things that, you know, I, I can't get right away. Or, I, you know, you want them and you think, well, well, God, I could really do this or I could use that. And then he'll have me pray some more or, or you know, just trust him some more. Or, you know, anything like that. You know, those are good lessons, life lessons. Pay attention in class because he's trying to show you something. Amen. He says, we often read in the Old Testament how evil messengers from Satan turn the people of God to idolatry. We read, for example, of those who offer their sacrifices unto devils whom they have gone a-whoring. So you see, he's still talking about the false religions. Amen. And the Bible tells us to try the spirits. 1 John 4, 1 through 3. He said, beloved, believe not every spirit. But try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Don't we know it? Hereby know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus is come in the flesh is of God. Every spirit that that does not confess Jesus is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, wherever you have heard that it should come, and even now already it is in the world. So demons seem to have a particular power to affect the human body. Amen. We know that from illness. We know that from symptoms, from infirmities. 
says how often we see that during the earthly ministry of our Lord. Here's just one example from Matthew 12:22. Then was brought unto him one possessed with a devil, blind and dumb, and he healed them insomuch that the blind and dumb both spoke and saw. Do you remember the case of the epileptic boy whose problem was caused by demonic activity in Mark uh, chapter 9? We have a record in the Bible of a case of insanity that was caused by devils. Luke recorded the incident of a man who roamed among the tombs. Jesus, uh, and at the command of Jesus, the demons announced their true identity, for there were many of them, so many that they called themselves legion. It's a frightening story given in Luke 8:26. Not all physical and mental illness is the result of demonic activity, but it's close. Amen. You know, a devil's behind it one way or the other, either through neglect, deficiency, or something, or misinformation. And this is because we're in the we're in the information age, where information is easily accessible, but wisdom still belongs to God. Now you can read a lot of stuff and think you understand a lot of things, but the wisdom wisdom is how to apply knowledge. All you can get is a bunch of ideas, some of them factual, some of them not. You get a lot of faddish things that are are in vogue now that everybody's doing nowadays, but you won't get the wisdom on how to apply. That belongs to God. That's locked up in God. And so you still have to go through God to even know how to apply knowledge. Amen. Unfortunately, the demonic activity mentioned in the Bible continues in the present times. Demons can enter and take possession of people. I can give you a couple of illustrations of my own experience. Some of the most exciting moments of my life in ministry have been when the power of God was released, has released those possessed with evil spirits. In a city where I presently serve, a woman from a liberal church came on a Sunday night and asked for prayer. When I laid my hands on her, I was startled to hear what sounded like the barking of a dog coming from her mouth. I also heard growling and other animal sounds. God set her free from that demonic possession. Then I asked her how she had gotten into that terrible situation. She confessed that she had been dabbling in spiritism and playing with the Ouija board. She had given herself to the occult and the evil spirits had taken over. It took a confrontation between God and the evil things to release her from bondage. One thing I can say that demons don't really manifest unless the person they're manifesting before has the power and authority and the anointing to take take care of the situation to cast them out. Amen. So and, and there's some people that just like attention. You know, there's a difference between a true demonic manifestation and somebody who's just putting on because you know they're up at the altar or something like that and so if if they manifest on you it's because you have the power to cast them out so you just take authority don't sit down and interview interview with a vampire you know you don't want to know nothing about your only relationship with them should be to take authority over them you know you love that person and, and listen the anointing doesn't rest on people who don't walk in love. 
You understand what I'm saying? You don't get it from God if you're a mean, evil, crazy person. You understand what I'm saying? And so when that anointing shows up, that shows God's approval on your life. That's, that's all it is. You understand? It has to come directly from God. You can't buy it. You can't get it off somebody else. It's got to come through God. It'll rest and remain on your life if you walk with God. Amen? You know, people say all kind of crazy things and think all kind of crazy things, but you need to know things either line up God's way or they don't. If a person's anointed, it's because God approves of them, and you should too. You got me? You don't you don't disapprove of people because you don't like the way they look or the way they talk or they act funny or, you know, don't smile at you when you come in. If they're anointed by God, he approves of them, and, and you should too. So he says here, another incident, one time during my missionary years in the Philippines, I was asked to go to a prison and pray for a young woman who gave every evidence of being demon-possessed. Skeptics knew I had been invited, so there were some 125 people on hand to observe what transpired, prison officials, newspaper reporters, university professors, and key people from the medical world. When I arrived, I found the woman twisting and turning and screaming under the power of the devil. As I laid hands on her to pray, she began to blaspheme all three members of the Trinity. Come out of her, I commanded, on the authority of God's word. Can you imagine the impact it had on those who had come to watch? Newspapers and magazines carried the complete story. As a result of that one instance... That one deliverance of a person bound by Satan, a revival broke out in that land. Amen. Many came to know the Lord and rich blessings followed. All that stemmed from believing that what our Lord Jesus Christ said in Mark 16:17, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they will cast out devils. Amen. So the book of Acts gives examples of this in biblical times, but I've seen the freeing of individuals in our, our time as well. So we need some real, exa- real life examples in our own life, you know, to, uh, to validate the ministry of Jesus Christ. Every Christian has the power to cast out evil spirits or to exercise evil spirits. Do you belong to Jesus Christ? He that is in you is greater than he is in the world. Now, we know you have to do this by faith. You just can't go up and say, oh, I'll see if this is true and start messing with people. You understand what I'm saying? You have the potential to do it by virtue of the spirit of Christ that lives in you. If you feed that and you, you develop it and you pray and you, you know, uh, allow God to anoint you and put you in the presence of people who need help, then you can do these things. It's all about moving with the Holy Spirit. When you believe that and trust God for it, you may see it happen if God so chooses to use you. Amen. Do not be foolhardy as to confront Satan, however. God is indeed infinitely more powerful than him, but that does not mean Satan is weak. Much to the contrary, everything we said earlier about the power intelligence of angels applies to Satan and his demons as well. Remember that before his rebellion, Lucifer was one of the most glorious and powerful of God's angels. Remember also that the Bible portrays him as a roaring lion, walking about seeking whom he may devour. Amen. 
He is, he is not an adversary to be lightly regarded by anyone. At this point, you may wonder what is to be the fate of these rebel angels. The word of God is very clear. We have many statements that indicate God has already decided the matter through the victorious life and death of our Lord Jesus. For example, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Now it is our part to wait for the sentence against the evil one and his angels to be carried out completely. Now I believe that the church is to make known though to principalities and powers the manifold wisdom of God. So that we can occupy and subdue the earth like God already, that he created us to do already from the beginning. So the only way you can subdue the earth is to take authority over the devil and take back what he's stolen from God. And so that is part of our ministry. Part of the devil's band may already have been apprehended. Note the words of Second Peter 2, 4. For, God, for if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. Jude 6 has something similar to say. The angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, that means heaven, kept, uh, have, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. So a portion of the angel, evil angels, how many we do not know, may already be under lock and key, prevented from ravaging the world and the saints. What about those who are loose and still active? Their time is limited. That's why they're so angry. They have a great wrath because their time is short. Their doom is equally certain. But before that day comes, we're going to see Satan at work concerning the person of the Antichrist. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirits of his mouth, the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. The stage will then be set for the return of the Lord Jesus, and that event is marvelously described for us in Revelation 19. And I saw the heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he does judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses clothed in fine linen, white and clean. What a magnificent picture of our sovereign Lord and his own. John went on to give a picture of Satan's fate. And I saw an angel come down from heaven having a key of a bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he, lay, and he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. At the end of that temporary sentence, Satan will be loose for a while then to resume his own activity of deceiving the nations, but then the end will come. The devil then deceived, that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. 
I find it comforting and reassuring. Today, Satan and his evil forces wreak their destruction on individuals, homes, and nations. But the day is coming when it will all be over. Our Lord is going to win, and we are going to win in him and rule and reign with him. Amen. So it's Satan, but we can execute a sentence on him at any any time because God God has already destroyed his works by the power of his blood. He says, I've given you authority over all the works of darkness and nothing shall in any ways harm you. And so we can go forth in mighty power. Many times uh, God uh, uses our own adversity so that he can get other people free as well. So it's a blessing to know that no matter what happens, your victory is assured. Amen. Because the devil is a defeated foe. Praise God. Amen. So why don't, uh, Rach, come on, can you pass these out? And we'll take our quiz now. And-